The last of the great human freedoms is the ability to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. And I can extract myself from the suffering because my attitude can trump my ego's frustration about the situation if I lock in power of my mind to choose differently. I'm going to master this thing called teaching. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to travel whatever distance. I'm going to pay whatever price to give my service of love across this planet. And I'm not going to let any human being on the face of this planet stop me, not even myself. And genius is available in all of us in the area of our highest value when we care enough intrinsically to be inspired to go after solving those problems. It's, it's waiting for all of us to do that. We can expand our awareness, consciousness, to expand who we are as beings into this new human being that we're becoming. It's the tension and the contrast that actually helps to push us through to the next level of evolution. Our cells have consciousness and so does the bacteria. So we can also tune into our bodies and, and work with our bodies more knowing that and appreciating these billions of points of consciousness. Now when that change takes place, the momentum that's created in our life from that moment on is monumental insights, the wisdom, the guidance, the direction, the spontaneous goodness, serendipity, coincidence. Things start to work together for good because we're now in a flow of our personal mind, but we're in the flow of the mind of God. Welcome to the Whole Human Optimization Show. This podcast is entirely devoted to the exploration of physical vitality, emotional well-being, and mental fitness. The intention of each episode is to help you discover your deepest truth by ending the cycles of limitation, addiction, and self-sabotage. I am your host, Ronnie Landis, and today we are going to go on a journey into the frontiers of whole human optimization. Let's go. Greetings and aloha. Welcome to another edition of the Ultimate Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie Landis, and today I'm joined by two very, very close friends of mine. Uh, We've known each other for a long time, especially me and Jason, um, at least a decade now, and uh, quite a journey that that has been. And uh, yeah, the way that we met and just all the synchronicities and uh, the soul connection and uh, Heather as well. You know, we'll, we'll dive a little bit into your guys' story. There's a lot that I want to talk about with you guys and really happy that we finally took this opportunity to make this podcast happen. And uh, man, yeah, there, there's, a lot, there's a lot that I want to just unpack with both of you. Um, before we do that, I just want to do a little check-in. How are you two doing in this moment? You know what? I I just am really, really grateful that we're doing this. I feel a real sense of uh, peace just kind of coming into this conversation because I know, you know, every conversation at this point is has such a, a huge ripple effect. And I'm grateful to be here with two warrior lion hearts sandwiched in between you guys mm-hmm. and the the purity and intentional focus of the internal warriorship that you both represent. And I'm deeply grateful. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, thank you. Beautifully said that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Super grateful, super charged. 
super proud of you, man. Just, mm. I've said it before to you privately, but just, you know, I've witnessed you, brother, rise in your, your purpose, your passion. I've watched you just show your underbelly. Mm -hmm. I've watched you reach, expand, and let go of what's no longer serving and continue to, to allow great spirit, God, the Christ in you, to guide you. And you have risen to the top of, of our heart in how you are navigating this time of transition, as our brother Bernard says, you know, there's a great time of transition that we are currently in. So we are grateful to be in this now with you mm -hmm. and knowing that what unfolds, you know, we've been in prayer about this conversation that mm -hmm. we'll get our bloated nothingness, our, our, our ego personalities out of the way and let yes. love speak. Mm -hmm. So for the glory mm -hmm. of love itself, may this yes. podcast go out. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I, I have to say this every time I talk to Ronnie, like my, you know, I call it my, uh, my Iron Man heart, it starts going. <laughs> and so I know that, uh, you know, this conversation will, uh, you know, it'll either irritate you or it'll inspire you. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully Not my business. <laughs> I appreciate you, that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now I'm supercharged and uh, the feeling is very mutual. So I really appreciate that. Um, look, I think the best place to hop in here is like, let's talk about the state of the world from, <clears throat> from your perspective. I, I, you know, my perspective, everyone that's followed me for the last couple of years should be pretty clear on what my perspective is on what's taking place in this realm that we call earth in this time that we're in this, this time of great transition, as you put it. Um, it's, it's full on <clears throat> to put it lightly. It's full on. And we are going through, something that's never really happened in human history and something I think has been wanting to happen, been needing to happen, been trying to happen and has been suppressed over and over and over. And finally, the swelling from the underbelly, from the undercurrent of what's been hidden underneath the ground is now reaching the surface and being unearthed. And uh, we've talked about this, you and me, Jason, and uh, so much of my process too internally over the last two years has been the the mirror of what's been taking place on the external and also the reverberation within my own being, right? What's been unearthed inside of me as a result of what I've witnessed outside of me. And it's been incredibly intense and incredibly transformative. So for that, I'm grateful. And now we find ourselves in a choice point uh, which way are we going to go? Are we going to go right or left? Are we going to go love or fear? Are we going to go freedom, sovereignty, or tyranny, control? Which way are we going to go? And um, so with that said, I'd like to just hand it over to you two. Like, what is your perspective on the state of the world? Like, what are, what are we dealing with? Mm. Great question. You go first. Oh, well, there's a part of me that is so grateful mm -hmm. that we're here, mm -hmm. <clears throat> to be honest with mm -hmm. you. Um, you know, my awakening began in 2001 when the towers went down and something shifted inside of me to reach for something that I didn't know what it was and what was calling me. Uh, many of us on the planet, there's been these pulses and waves uh, of 
you know, call it what you want, photonic light coming from the great central sun, like a pulse that hits the planet. And some of us come online, some of us have walk-ins, or some of us have these experiences that call us to, to do the great work, as it's been called, and to dig into shadow work and to dig into all this stuff. So we've been on this journey for quite a long time. You know, I've been an awakener of sorts. You know, when I had my awakening, I, I got into the neo mindset and went, boom, I'm going to flood the system with so much inspiration, inspirito, which is spirit, the, the truth of that God is present, God is real. And, and so we're in a time where I believe the light is so bright on this planet that it's just, you know, in our private prayer closet, we've been saying no more cockroaches be hidden, everything be disclosed. Mm. And it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable and it's unnerving and uh, it's it's unsettling at times because you're seeing the bifurcation happen on planet Earth. We're seeing great prophecy being fulfilled from mm -hmm. the Hopi, from the Book of Revelation, from you know you could look at from many different places where this has been talked about, and we're really here. It's game time. It's show time. Yeah. You know, and I've been hearing great spirit go. Now is the time. This is it. We are the ones. And so you've got your 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 dossier you know you got your your envelope of what you're here to do at this time and so each of us have different assignments you know ours happens to be uh evolutionary relationship and but we all got different roles and so it's 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 scary to see what's happening mm -hmm. uh with family with loved ones with communities we've been experiencing you know the loss the grief of lost relationships um and that's real, you know, we don't want to bypass the feelings of all that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, and sometimes I'm overwhelmed, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, there are days where I wake up and I just, please just stop this ride. Mm -hmm. <laughs> please just stop this ride. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're still in for some really bumpy days ahead. Mm -hmm. And it's imperative that we do our work uh, so much more now. And that's why I feel like you know, we're just digging deeper into our, our embodiment of what we've been studying and talking and meditating about. So, yeah, I, I echo everything that you've shared, babe. And I, you know, growing up in the church, third generation pastor's kid, my whole career was deeply rooted in the church as a worship leader and a Christian artist and living, you know, with a, a lot of awareness about this time. Um, you know, hearing about it coming and what it would be like and hearing about it in school and, you know, what would happen to the people at this time. And, you know, it's been an interesting dynamic to experience this in the body, having this revelation happen within our body and know that, that, like you said earlier, what's happening in the world is a reflection of each one of us and where we have contributed to the the promulgation of where we're at yet also recognize that we have been under slavery, mm -hmm. which was the whole message of Christ, right? Was It was to die to the things of the flesh. It was to, we are reborn when we crucify those things in us that continue to cause destruction and separation. And I lived with an, a half awareness of this so much in my life, but struggled with addiction, was unfaithful in marriage, was very, very disconnected from my body. I, I, you know, had early childhood trauma, like many, you know, men and women, but 
as a as the feminine those issues you know ran very prominent without my awareness of how deeply they impacted me mm-hmm. so as a young mother i mean there's just so many layers to all of our stories i know you know we all have we're all carrying a piece of the puzzle to clear but I echo that it's exciting that we're finally here now. And it's unnerving because we are facing every little nook and cranny in ourselves that needs to be brought into the submission of the Christ within us. Mm. And um, it's humbling. I, I feel like the word that keeps coming up daily is the more I see, the more humbling it is. And the more mm. I recognize I have no idea. Like we know each moment what what we need to be and do mm. through humbling ourselves and recognizing that we don't have all the pieces and just um you know i think many of us have come through a lot of the new age programming as we've been trying to find our way through this whole puzzle and having mm-hmm. that almost um oppositional un- unconscious pride that we are it, that Mm, we are God, mm. that we have the info. Mm. And so I feel like those things are just falling away. And it so much of it is just like, you can feel we are being lifted as we humble ourselves. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what I see happening in our relationship because of that. Um, You know, we, there's a harmony that is, that is taking deeper root as we're both Mm. just going (laughs) Okay. What mm. needs, what needs to fall away? Mm. Where have I contributed mm. to this strife where, you know, so. You know, I, a couple of things, first of all, I want to acknowledge a presence right here. This is Oz behind us. If you <laughs> watch, like just realized he's in the shot. That's Oz brother to Andara and Emerald. That's Emma Reyes and Elijah. Reyes. Oh, oh, are you serious? Yeah, we actually have the same white tiger. It's pretty Oh my crazy. gosh. Yeah. It's just evident of brotherhood. Right. So uh-huh. they're, um, you know, in this time, there's there's truly we've been really blown away. And we were just listening to something in the 3D consciousness at the level of the 3D. There is chaos. There's chaos. There's craziness. There's like, oh, my God, I got to take the shot because I'll lose my job. And oh, my God, my people are getting sick and they're dying. And it's just crazy. And oh, my Lord, now it's what's, you know, now there's like this just threat of fear of death yeah. constantly everywhere mm-hmm. you turn. If you're tuning into that 3D stream mm-hmm. and there's another stream happening. At the same time, and we're understanding, we're just really under, getting to understand the multidimensionality of our, our existence. Mm-hmm. And we are literally, since COVID hit, our life has taken this trajectory up. There's really like in alchemy, they talk about when alchemy happens, the, the denser areas, they go to the bottom and the effervescent rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And so all the great work that we've been doing for a long time, integrating all aspects of ourselves. Because in relationship, you see it clearly at any time, and then you get to, to, to alchemize it and rise to the top. And so there really is a grace ascension stream that we've been really riding. We, we've totally. financially been blessed. We've moved into a new home. We've been invited to greater opportunities to, to share our message with the world. And um, we've got a book deal coming up in the beginning of 2022. There's just beautiful things happening that we can look back and go, you know what? These are the best of times and the worst of times, uh-huh. you know? And so it's kind of a paradox of sorts. And that's been totally. a favorite word of our, in our home is the paradox. How do you, how do you embrace this paradox? It's like the tree, you know? Mm. I mean, I think we've been so like 
illuminated by just the consciousness of the tree and the the aspects of the tree mm. that are roots. It feels like the, the dirtier and deeper we go into our own shadow and are willing to, you know, like really take responsibility and deal with them. It's like literally they're, they're happening simultaneously. And we also can feel that the, you know, as, as we expand and that light, that illuminated place inside of us that's able to see all of it um, is, is expanding. There's also a dweller crouching at the door constantly that is like, you know, it's equal to the rise. It will constantly keep testing you. Do you mm, really, mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. do you really believe that? Do you, <clears throat> is that really what you'll say all the way to the end? Mm, um, mm, and right. so just that's very sobering. I think that's the humbling part. And I know that it's, you know, just as our brother Jesus said, that it is not I as the father that does it through us. Like we cannot handle these forces on our own. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if we take up our own battles, uh, we will be allowed to. <laughs> and we can see what, you know, what that accomplishes in our life. So, you know, there's something, brother, I'd love to, to share with, you and everybody's listening there was ernest holmes was one of my first you know one of my primary spiritual teachers i spent you know a good almost decade being a practitioner of religious science and understanding the the two main laws of 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 that kind of philosophy which is the law of the divinity of man woman that you are a divine nature you're a divine being and two the law of cause and effect and that thoughts you know you you bring about what you think about all that good stuff of, of new thought and we've kind of, you know, in the New Thought communities, and those of us that are watching this New Thought community, we love you. And we also understand that we are evolutionary beings. And, mm. and the New Thought was a little box in a lot of ways yeah. because um, we're shamanic in nature. We work with the elementals and the angelics and working with the other, you know, there's other realms of consciousness that we're attuned to. And and and, and the New Thought communities was beautiful. So that being said, Ernest Holmes is still a hero of my heart and what he understood but he said this and i I took this at the beginning of this you know pandemic said stay with the one and never deviate from it never leave it for a moment nothing else can equal this attitude to desert the truth in the hour of need is to prove Mm -hmm. that you do not know the truth Mm -hmm. when things look the worst that is the supreme moment to demonstrate to ourselves that there are no obstructions to the operation mm. operation of truth. That's om gong gana pataye namaha. There is no obstructions to this energy, to this one truth. When things look the worst, is <laughs> the best time to work. Yes. The most satisfying time. The person, the persons who can throw themselves with complete abandon into the limitless sea of receptivity, having cut loose from all apparent moorings, all your anchorings to your old beliefs and all your old structures. That's the one who will always receive the greatest reward. And I feel like this has been the clarion call for our heart Mm -hmm. to go look, Mm -hmm. man, this is the moment. This Mm -hmm. is why we came. And so we're grateful. We're definitely like sober that it's going to take great work. It's not, this isn't a feather bed that we lie in. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to take us to warrior up within and without to be brave to be courageous to speak truth despite criticism and possible who knows where it's going we have no idea but this is it Mm. beautifully said beautiful this is it and and what was coming up too for me and this old this old 
transition into you know the rest of what I want to talk about specifically around the healing of between the divide between men and women, the healing of the masculine and the feminine, um, the unification of the masculine and feminine, not just as elemental or archetypal forces, but as actual men and actual women healing together, um, which I feel is really the access point to everything else coming together. I, I, I'm very clear now, and I've had a number of conversations, and I've actually heard other people speak to this too, so it's very synchronistic in this time, that unless the healing between men and women and the unification between men and women manifests itself we're not going to have a paradigmatic shift. We're not going to have any actual change. It's going to be like the idea of change, but we're not going to have an actual like change on this planet until that one thing comes together, which is why partly why I wanted to talk to you guys and bring this message forth. And my calling at this time was really to go into a, 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 um, a very focused container that includes celibacy. It's not just about that. It's, it's actually, for me, it's this moment where I'm going 100% into my devotion to God. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but what I do know what it looks like is it looks like me pouring all that energy into myself okay. and committing 100% to myself. And I realized that through all the relationships I've been in, in the, the different entanglements with the opposite sex and then sexuality and just all the, all the stuff and the emotional just uh, processing that's taken place, I realized that uh, I, I can't do that anymore. Like, I don't want to do it. And then I just, I can't do it, but I just don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to play out these trauma bonding wound patterns, um, up and down, you know, roller coasters, you know, falling in and out of love, constant disappointment. Um, you know, the, the whole thing, like I just, I've been through so much of it. And I realized that my heart's truest desire is to be in union with my one. And so I realized that I, I actually have to go through a bit of an initiation process because there's one area in my life that I had not been willing to make that commitment to i've made it in all the other areas for the most part like but the one area was that with my own sexuality in particular you know um and really like really getting clear and honest about that first with myself and then having a conversation with god about it and really making a pact with god because you know the funny thing is like we make agreements with ourselves and I've done this a few times and then it never really fully stuck. But once you make an agreement with God, it's like, you better, you better. Be. And that's why I never, and that's why I never fully did that. Right. Because I knew that if I wasn't ready, then, you know, life, my life would get upside down because you yeah. don't, you don't, you don't back out on a deal with God. Yes. So it came to that breaking point uh, last week, and I was just like, "I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready mm. to give my life over to you because mm. I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I want, I want, I want what, what you want. I want what my heart truly wants." So, with that said, you know, moving into this conversation around sacred union and the, you know, the the healing of this divide between the masculine and the feminine um i'd love to just kind of open that up 
uh, with you two and just kind of invite whatever wants to come through. So grateful. Yeah. So grateful. Um, you are, you're, you're spot on. I mean, I think when Jason and I came together, um, it was, it was a providential collision for sure. And mm. part of it, what I, I knew I, I had made a mess out of my life for a second time. And it was a lot around sexuality and running and trying to find myself in having that energy stimulated and, and loathing it at the same time and having this really just so utterly disconnected because of the trauma, but also re-traumatizing myself by the choices I was making and trying to feel and whether that was medicating with sex or drugs, you know, prescription drugs or alcohol or whatever. It was like, I want to feel, but I don't want to feel the feelings I don't want to feel kind of a thing. So when we came together, God had really gotten me in a place where I was by myself. I mean, I had really cut cut the cords, um, and really made a mess. And I see it as such grace because I, there was always that enough insulation for me having to face the wrath I was creating within myself, that judgment, um, that I needed to be alone. And I, it sounds like a, a similar experience. You just get to the point where you can't run anymore. You just can't. It, you physically know that if you keep doing it, you won't make it through. And I allowed, I allowed the fire. <laughs> it was the first time I felt the fire of God, like really descend. And I also had an experience that in that moment, though I had made such a, an incredible mess, God did not love me any less than if I would have been playing all the roles perfectly, you know, and if I would have been a good girl, what, like I was trying to portray myself as, and I was, and I was, that's the thing is that I, I feel like, especially for women now, you know, because we are the softer, um, apple of the eye, right? <laughs> that a lot of times are in our own shadow. What we block ourselves from is just going, this is how dirty and rotten I can be. Mm. And I've had a really hard time and a hard journey, like accepting the layers of that, but not through shame and guilt, but as just taking responsibility and seeing that we've all been operating on some programs that we've accepted to be true. One of them being that, you know, that we have a God that loves us and then hates us and kills us if mm. he's displeased with us. And just that alone, you know, we repress and we bury and we're afraid of being exposed. And through relationship, you know, there has been, when we came together, we both had areas and issues around sexuality that we, it felt like, okay, we can deal, we can do this. We can deal with this with each other because as Jason will share, he had his own issues around all that stuff. And it felt like I, I realized I needed somebody that could meet me at that depth and, and not shun me in that process of reclaiming and re, you know, restoring my virginity really. In mm. fact, right before we met, I was, I was in Nashville recording. And I remember, ironically, I was at a bar called the gray Fox 
before I met my gray fox. <laughs> and I literally driving there, I was with this sister and I, I, I hadn't, I was just beginning to wake up, but I told her, I said, I feel like God's telling me that my virgin, my virginity is going to be restored. And I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what kind of a journey I would go on, but I knew that when I saw him, there was a purity in our connection it scared me and it exhilarated me at the same time. Mm. And I knew that, that the journey I would go on with my partner was to clean up the mess, to come into transparency and intimacy. I, interestingly, we're in the uh, dragon gene, genome and the gene keys, which is all about intimacy. It's coming into that, that intimacy and accepting the kindness that each other has to offer to help heal. And we said we would we would come together to clear the gates around sex, money, and power. And mm -hmm. I believe that at the core of everything that's happening on the planet right now, it comes down to the sacral mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. It's our it's where our provision lies. It's where our creative spirit lies. It's where we are cut off, or we exploit ourselves or each other for that sacred energy. And the the forces that are trying to keep us from waking up to understand who we are, that we are sovereign, you can see why that has been so prolific and why that is the, the, the sacred, that is the innocence of the children. We will not guard mm. the children mm. until we have brought ourselves into purity and innocence. And so that is our, that's been where we have been on the mat. And I'm so grateful. It's like big, big jumps in this area, but it's, it's been some like hard realizations lately of where I've contributed to, you know, we as women can leave our brothers and men in a place of having to fight the battle on, on, on your own mm -hmm. and don't see how we contribute to that energy, that beast energy mm -hmm. staying alive. Like it's so important that we, you know, reclaim our purity and help our brothers heal that part while we're healing ourselves. We, we help each other. Mm -hmm. So. <sighs> <laughs> take a holy breath right there take a holy yeah. breath right there that's a yeah. lot that's a lot i don't even thank you for that it's just powerful love thank you for the safe space to be able to share it like mm. yeah you know she mentioned i was gonna i got it pulled up you know it is the dragon in the genome gene key 59 um where it's this the city of intimacy right yes yeah. and uh transparency and just how we're at a time where into me see into us see like truly no more hiding, no more shadows, you know, shadows. Like if I'm off the beam in this relationship and I'm, I'm in my addictions of pornography or masturbation or any addiction, it, she feels it. Boom. Mm -hmm. There's no hiding. There's no hiding. And I'm like, wow, I'm so wow, grateful. Yeah. I'm so grateful that this love does not allow me to wiggle in misalignment because that's truly what, I, as a man, want. I want to live into the best life that I'm here to do. I want to live into my potential, you know, and knowing that we are infinitely potentialized beings. We're not just, you know, you've got a, we've got a limited idea of who we think we are, but there's so much more to who we are and what we're capable of. But Richard, our dear brother, says that, uh, he says one of the last paragraphs, he says, this means that the fears between the sexes must be acknowledged, understood, and allowed to exist. Mm -hmm. This allowing then acts like a valve that opens up the full power of the sexual force, a shattering power that makes the very fabric of your being. This is why it frightens us so. 
because it's such a raw power. What we don't usually realize is the power of our sexuality to embrace fully will open us up to a higher state. Now, I knew that somehow a long time ago. I didn't know, you know, and I spent years, you know, in sex addiction, you know, because I, you know, was introduced to pornography at 11 years old. And I grew up in a traumatic home that that created neural pathways of this is how I sue. This is how I love. This is when I'm fearful and bored or frustrated or, or you know, and so you know, understanding the addiction and, and God bless you, brother, for your, mm-hmm. your work in addiction and, and understanding that we've had these conversations, you know, and so, you know, understanding sexual energy, when I was in a marriage before Heather, you know, we met just when I got in, I was just, just fresh in my divorce. You know, I was new, I was seven, nine years or so into a relationship, birthed a baby boy who's now 15, coming up on mm. 15. And, you know, we, I got married late in life, 33. I was scared terrified of marriage uh, because I'd seen it fail over and over again. And mm. I just didn't know. I didn't know if it would work, you know, and, and seeing how marriage can be really challenging in my own experience. I had a healthy respect, but a healthy longing to be in coupling, to, to be in relationship. You know, as God says, mm-hmm. it's, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, it's a level, <laughs> not for <laughs> And I And I just, before I go on, brother, I just want to acknowledge your, yes. your humility, your transparency, your clarity, just truly, you know, not to to blow smoke up your rear, but just to really go, you know what, that's what I love about you and how you're showing up, you know, that that's where I choose to show up. It's like, look, mm. when I'm weak, I'm strong. When I show my vulnerability and transparency, I'm giving permission to others to live in their authenticity because we, we, we really require authentic beings mm. that are doing their best to integrate all aspects of themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and we all have weaker legs of the table mm. and, you know, mine has been health, you know, and that's where we can lean in and, and I appreciate your wisdom and your strength, you know, um, but believing in marriage, you know, I grew up close to my mother, very feminine, a lot of feminine energy in my system, not understanding the oppression of the woman. I didn't understand it. I didn't, I didn't grow up that way. It's not who I was. And I rejected anything that said women weren't equal. Mm. And I always wanted to be equal in power. I always wanted to say, I didn't want to wear the pants in the family when I got married. I want both of us to make a decision, both of us to have equal power. As they say, fly wingtip to wingtip, you know, mm. and so it's been a calling and I just, you know, coming out of that divorce with, with Jet's mom, you know, I just, I knew that monogamy was definitely something. I, I, I toyed with the idea of polyamory. I toyed with the idea, of course, a king has many, you know, that's <laughs> this idea. And, and I, I have a lot of sexual energy that, you know, once you start waking up and you understand energetic connections, you understand that people would message me left and right. Why am I, why are you in my dreams? Why are you, you know, you're feeling like this, this field and you start, it becomes an addiction. It, it can become very alluring. And when those three mm-hmm. lower chakras are not sex, money, and power, are not in alignment, you know, that's where black magic comes in. That's where weird stuff starts coming in. You know, Bernhard and, and, and Sri Aurobindo, they talk about the, the occult hostile forces. You know, yeah. there, is, there, there are archonic, there are, there are demonic, there are thought forms in the field. And they get through those unintegrated, disassociated parts of ourselves. And that's been my work as a man in this relationship to continue to bring myself to that space. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, 11, 11 was something that woke many of us up, 
you know, it's tattooed on my fingers, right? Some of those, you know, it's right there. So what does that mean for us? That is the holy relationship. That is when, when an individual is working with their polarities inside themselves, comes into a being who's working in harmony with those polarities within herself. We come together. We are a freaking stargate. We are a portal of ascension. We are that gateway through when we're doing that work. And so it doesn't matter. Like we just came back from Totality Festival. We had maybe a handful of people. But the field that we walk in, it's a transformative field. It doesn't matter what we say. Mm-hmm. Just by being in that dynamic, what we call, you know, evolutionary union, that is where the great work for us is dwelling in. So, you know, understanding that there's there's a season to come into that and what you're doing for yourself personally is to come into that holy balance and you know, guarding that feminine, guarding mm-hmm. her inside yes. you and, and listening yes. to her and uh, coming in. You know, Sri Aurobindo says at every level of problem, it's just because of harmony. There's there's disharmony somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's simple. It's not hard to see, but we just need to come into a harmonic alignment uh, with those polarities inside ourselves. And we all, I mean, everybody that's listening, I'm sure can, they're going, yeah, check, understand, but <laughs> how do we truly do it? How do we integrate mm-hmm. it? And that's, that's our work. Totally beautifully shared, babe. One thing I would love to just piggyback on this is in terms of being a feminine in a body, I can see, you know, there is, there is a, an underlying disrespect um, towards men because it's Mm -hmm. rooted in fear, Mm -hmm. because when the masculine is not guarding the feminine in the inner realms, Mm -hmm. because she does know. Mm. And I think it's been re-traumatizing in the spiritual communities to have men. And, and I realize part of this, I say, because we're all a work in progress, we're all doing our best to come. Well, those of us who are, who are actively working in sincerity, I will say, because not everybody is, is choosing to do that. And I recognize that's just a part of it as well. But um, a woman wants to trust a woman mm. wants to naturally respect leadership and, that is that is divinely guided, but that is integrated and whole and true and real and unwavering. And I think as the men are diving deep to heal that part and realize that it's just like we were talking about before, like our work is not in the physical. A lot of it is not in the physical. We bring it, it manifests and we anchor it in the physical, but it has to start in the inner realms. And so our, I need as a feminine to master my inner realm, Mm, come mm. into that space of love and not be driven by the emotions that, you know, that fear drives in order to respect that King within myself that's on the throne Mm. so that I can respect this, this masculine, this divine masculine in front of me and it's vice versa. So when we're not, we're both not honoring that polarity in our inner realms, that is where the feedback loop is going to get harder, tighter, more painful, more mm-hmm. chaotic until we recognize that, that that's that's the surrender point. When we can come to the presence of God and kneel together and say, change us. Here's my peace. Here's your peace. And we don't make any bones about it. We're not excusing our shadows anymore. We're like, this is it. Yeah. Here mm-hmm. we are. You know, you you presence. You know, you're in your conversation. It was with Shiloh, right? You guys uh-huh. were talking about just yeah. that. This this paradigm is not going to come until unions come into harmony. That's yeah. that's just period. 
Yeah. And we got that message a while back ago and it was like, oh, wow. Okay. This mm. relationship that we have is not for us. Not about us it's yeah. not about us. We came together on a mission from God. We got the dossier. We got the, the calling on the heart. You know that calling and, and it's just, it makes sense of your life and your 10,000 hours and who you are. And, and ultimately at the end of the day, it's like John Lake was almost said at the end of Moulin Rouge. What's the meaning of life to love and be loved. That's it. Mm. And in relationship, we see where we're allowing love or fear to run our, our world mm. more than any other place. And if we can do it in home, in the home, then we can do it in the city. We can do it in the nation, mm. we can do it on the mm -hmm. planet. And Andrew Harvey and Chris say wrote a great book called, I don't know. It's probably maybe backwards to you, I guess it's called evolutionary love relationships. This book is, is, has been a breath of fresh air because it's it's saying that what we've been our hearts calling is that it's to be in sacred activism is to come into harmony with each other you know that's the, the yeah. most sacred thing we could do to you know to have that relationship we talk about the the beloved beloved relationship you know that that, that both parties you know there's too many goddesses too many priestesses out there trying to birth their beloved yeah. stop that <laughs> stop that <laughs> Yes. You don't want to do that. You don't want that. You explain want what that what you mean by that exactly. I know what so, you mean, but yeah, no, there's the muses, right? Oh, he's just gonna I'm gonna change him. I'm gonna make him be the man of God that he always wishes he was. And so <laughs> that is yeah. danger territory because you you're gonna get frustrated, he's gonna get resentful, he's not gonna feel good enough, he's gonna feel like you're constantly criticizing him. Yeah, he's not matching up to your expectations, which you want, and they're there. You want a man who's full out like I'm in my, God is number one, my relationship, my sadhana, my practices, whatever that is for you, yeah. you know, that is non-negotiable. That is the first priority. And that was like when Heather and I came together, it was like, I was on my journey. There was no, I was clear that I was to be on point for what I'm here to do in the planet and to be an awakener, to be a paradigm shifter, to be that in myself and be that in life. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that those two, when they come together, because that's where, because when shit gets hard, that's where we have the grace. That's when we come into it goes, you know what? We're going to do our best to work it because we can't, we, we closed the door a long time ago. I saw the beauty of the grace of God when I saw her, when I first saw, laid eyes upon her. I'm like, oh, you showed up. Oh my God, you're here. You're here. It's real. Like, oh, it's game time. Everything. Like I can know, I can't, uh -huh. I try to unpack that moment when I saw her sitting on a golden throne with Fleur de Lis behind her. Not I'm intentionally. Like, like, what are you kidding me? Okay. This is seriously on. And I was in a relationship at the time. So it was totally pure. It was just friends, but I could mm. tell something, you know, this, this was a partnership that meant bigger than anything personally. So. Can I oh. piggyback just on the goddess thing for a second? Because I feel like this is like, it's what you Well, share. I want to make sure, like, oh, birthing yeah. your beloved. Like, oh, I think yeah. I got, like, that, you, yeah, you just, birthing that beloved is just making that person. And it goes both ways, you know yeah. what I mean? This is not, this is not, it's interchangeable. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say, you know, for the sisters, um, one of the things I've observed, and everybody's on their own journey, and I definitely don't want to be in a place of judgment, but I can observe it in the circles I've been and, and the tendency that I kind of went off in for a minute in the goddess idea, right? Uh -huh. Is that, that uh -huh. when a woman is really following that path and she's looking for a man to worship her, maybe not even consciously, but that woman, that the feminine is 
higher somehow because we birth and we, you know, this can be so, so dangerous. I think what it does is it keeps a, a, an ego blindness intact and does not understand the value of masculine um, support, um, wisdom, and it gets confusing because when you're when you're not sourcing your own and I and I have fallen in this trap and so I, I'm 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 feeling like it the clouds are parting but when you are sourcing your own inner masculine when you are in a, a, a very intentionally focused relationship of the beloved king inside of you you will begin to see where that energy is in the other and not have to manipulate and force and control and see where your own programs are running. And it's a really hard web to get out of. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. But it's, it's, it's real. And I can, I can even sense like just the shift, like in me softening And the thing is, is that a lot of times we do see like a woman sees, we see inside a man a lot, just like you guys see, you know, aspects of us that we can't see for ourselves. So when that disrespect or any of that distortion is still running, that disrespect comes up very quickly because it's like, oh, yeah, really, really kind of that energy of don't you tell me what you combative. Yeah. Yeah. So just clearing that, I I can feel the harmony like increasing between us as we're both just really taking responsibility. And like you said earlier, putting that energy back into the the beloved presence inside of us and communing in that Vesica Pisces space rather Mm, than mm. sourcing it from each other. good stuff yeah a lot here i don't you know there's this is a a rich rich conversation you know i was just just presencing you know and knowing that in this relationship that we've said yes to it's almost eight years on the 28th will be the eighth year when i we went on our first date and uh we have because of our commitment to god to service uh to working in you know that it's not a Pollyanna, you know, idea that you, you got to be in the work. You got to understand your golden shadow as long as well as your dark shadows and, and integrating that safeguarding each other, you know, and it's been a journey and a process of watching, you know, your masculine come on, mm-hmm. you know, because Heather comes from third generation <laughs> pastors, kids where the women were, you know, they kept the house and they, they didn't, you know, they uh-huh. played the guitar behind the minister and and, i was a mom at 21 and being taken care of by the church you know she was fully you know in a patriarchal very heavy system of Mm. being controlled and 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 kind of ordered where you go where your place Mm. is and so yeah and not overtly i mean no it's just the way it is it wasn't mean or anything but that's the what it was right that's that's just the reality of it and so coming out where you've grown in that that inner king and i've watched that and witnessed that and it's been an honor to witness you know and where she's witnessed the the that no you don't inside me that that inner maleficent queen is going ah uh-uh, no <laughs> guard that guard that and um, uh-huh. um 
you know, and we're both, and it's, it's just a constant dance. It's a constant movement. We don't, there's no arriving. We haven't arrived anywhere. I don't know whether we're ever going to arrive anywhere, but we're just grateful to be on the journey together in this time. Uh, um, especially this time to, to have each other to lean into, um, mm-hmm. you know, to have the paradox of joy and grief, you know, there's a lot yeah. of grief. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. There's um there's a few things that I could easily go into and I'd love to go into. One of the things coming up though right now is around kind of uh how to sense if you're in the right relationship, the quote unquote re- right relationship. Obviously the one that you're in is the one that you're in and it's very easy to project into the future or play the comparison game and um but this has been a thing for me, right? Like I've been in a lot of really deep relationships and at the time they felt like the one. And then more recently it uh, a similar situation, much more, <clears throat> much more profound because I've been in much, I've been in numerous ones before. So it really brought me to a very, very deep level within myself as a man. And uh, you know, this, this deep knowing of what I want and how I want to be. And then also on the other end of it, it revealed how I want and need to be treated. Mm. And that, that was a pretty big realization. I had to go through a series of processes within myself to look myself in the mirror and actually really look at myself and say, Ronnie, you deserve way better than you've received. Mm. And that's not a knock or that's not saying that I, it hasn't been the opposite either. But that was the thing for me as a man, really realizing like I've given so much. And that thing that you talked about, Heather, around, you know, I, I've felt very disrespected. I've felt very taken for granted. I felt um, kind of just like, you know, different women, you know, at different times professing their love and then taking it back or pretending like it didn't even happen. And then I'm walking out of the whole thing like, wow, was that a dream? You know, and then feeling like all this time and this energy and like a part of me like given away or taken away and feeling like I have to rebound now from the whole situation. And I've gone through different phases where I felt like it makes no sense to get a relationship. Hmm. It's like it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And the whole thing is kind of just like screwed up. and, um, And also knowing that that's really what I want, but it has to, it has to be different than it's been because yeah. I can't go through another one of these. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the cost is too high. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that insert into the, the devotion to celibacy, the thing, I guess the thing coming up in this, this stream of thought is like, I think the issue for me was that I was, because I love women so much and I, I deeply revere and care for women, I can see into a woman beyond where she's actually at. And that, that, that as beautiful as quality as that is, that was actually a problem for me mm. because I was seeing things that weren't actually manifesting. So it was causing me not to see red flags. It was causing me not to see things that needed to be worked out or needed to be brought to the surface and to allow certain behavior that wasn't okay with me 
And that resulted in me feeling very hurt and disappointed and, and all the rest. So what I realized recently is that I've been misplacing my priorities where, yes, I love women. And yes, there is a woman that is uniquely tailored for me and I to her. But that's going to only happen through one way, through the gift of God. And I had not been prioritizing God as my relationship. It always been like, it always been the woman. And then, you know, like finding God through the woman, the muse, the whole thing. But, you know, it, it, you see what I'm saying? Like, so that that's what, that's why I really got clear and said, you know what, like, I need to be with myself. I need to turn all that energy that I've given out of myself. I need to turn it back into myself and, and heal whatever needs to be healed, clear out this, these sexual energetics of the past cords, trauma bonding wounds, um, past relationship attachments, whatever that stuff is, I need to clear that out. And I need to get right with God because that ultimately at the end of the day is the only thing that's real. People nice. come and go and there, you can't, you know, even if the, the one comes, you don't know what's going to happen. Life is, life is unpredictable. Yes. yes. So I can't get attached to that either which is that in of itself is a, you know, that's a, that's a trip. That's a trippy thing to trip out on, but ultimately just, just getting to the point because we're talking a lot about, we're talking about sacred relationship. We're not just talking about the run of the meal relationship and the, the common advice and like relationship strategy, all the stuff that's out there. Right. We're talking about divine union. So um, that's my piece. That's what I wanted to just reflect on. Uh, yeah, your brother. so powerful. It's oh man, I'm just I'm so grateful to be in this conversation. Thank you for opening it up. It's I mean, it's raw and it's real. And I think, you know, we've been kind of in this process over the last several months of how do we just get really real and practical? You know, how do mm -hmm. we how do we distill everything that the whole journey that we've been now because it can be so expanded, so etheric, so, you know, if it's not really playing out in our relationships, really being solid and, and mature, what the hell are we doing? You know, it doesn't matter. I love that, you know, in first Corinthians and the whole love passage, Paul talks about that. I could, you know, I could have all these magical thinkings and I could speak the tongues of men and angels and I can move mountains. And if I, you know, I can prophesy, I can see things, the magic stuff is so alluring. If you, if you aren't manifesting solid, healthy relationships, it, it amounts to zero and it actually perpetuates the problem. I think that's so much where we're at in the spiritual communities because there's, you know, there's these astral places that open us up, whether yeah. it's through a lot of medicine or whatever, and that can be so helpful. But then there's that point where you have to integrate it and really bring it into the body and this is the litmus test, you know, I would say just quite simply, like, how do you know it's the right one? When you find someone that is equally devoted to chasing after God as you are, well, you know, yeah. that that <laughs> is, that, you know, that you have found something that is worth sinking your heart and your body and your mind and your resources into, because if you're both coming to the table to glorify God together through the body, that, that relationship will go the distance, no matter what happens. If one of you lose the body, if one, what, whatever happens, 
you know, it's about you coming before the almighty together. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> speechless. <laughs> speechless. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, you know, we, we do our best to walk a fine line of honoring all paths and places. You know, yes. we do a lot of debunking twin flame dynamics as far as that conversation, because that can be a trap. And there's so many trappings and agreements and, in relationship but at the end of the day we understand relationship the ship of relations mm-hmm. is the most important thing on the planet earth it's how we do relationship yeah end of the day that's what heather said in first corinthians it's like you can understand and have deep gnostic esoteric understandings understandings grokking it all you know but if you don't have great relationships that are flourishing you know and even in a, the you know the one of my spiritual mentors said you know the two big myths that we have to debunk in our society about marriage is uh, marriage is forever. Mm -hmm. uh, And two, uh, that you're a failure if you divorce. Yeah. That relationships are a season and a reason, right? So they come together. And so I am very clear. And I've said it was just a totality festival. This isn't guaranteed. I'm not guaranteed to be married to Heather Grace Powers for the rest of my life. As long as we're staying in harmony and we're staying in, and and then we we continue to honor and we continue to, you know, we talk about Michael Beckwith says that a good marriage is is a many series of divorces in that healthy marriage. You're divorcing consistently. What's no longer serving the relationship because there's there's myself, there's Heather, and then there's the relationship, and so we serve the relationship, which is God, which is this mission, which is evolutionary union you know and to be the embodiment of that which brother yeshua was like to be that embodiment in relationship uh ultimately is kind of what keeps calling us and it's so it's that how do you know it's right as she says like that's there's just that's non-negotiable you know um for me personally you know i spent 10 years in traditional christianity and i had to leave it all i had to leave everything that was but i've now come to full circle to the inner Christ that we are the return. We are the second coming. And I've been saying this for years. I know that like you wake up and go, wait, Jesus is inside of me. What, what is this? And there's a many Jesus on the planet because there is a consciousness <laughs> that's happening that somebody realizes. And we equate it to are the idol of that vision, but there's something that's calling us, you know, it's been called many different things, threefold flame, that triple flame inside your heart. That is where the Christ reigns upon the throne of your being. And that's, that's, I believe for us, like from that center point, life has continued to manifest miracles and magic and manifestations. You know, there's effortless support that keeps showing up. And so there's something, you know, when synchronicity, when there's a conspiracy, when you're with that right person, but if there's a series of unfortunate events consistently happening, yeah. you might want to take a look and go, whoa, yeah. yeah, you know, and, and it doesn't mean like the external is not always, there was, there were times, I remember Heather got into a crash into a car and we were just going to do ride share together. And, and all of a sudden she comes home and there was a series of things that kept happening where I was just really, and I was in a time as a man, cause I didn't, I wasn't her sugar daddy. I didn't come going, I'm, I'm loaded. Come in here and live with me. You know, I taught, I joke, I caught her with one leg up going, I'm just barely able to make my ends meet. Which like, was divine. I, you know, and it we was supposed to, to be, you know, other, because. Love. We're healing sex, money, and power. <laughs> sex, money, uh-huh. and power were those three areas can cause divorce and all that good stuff. <laughs> Anyways, 
that the, the, there's this place where it became a series of unfortunate events and it was a series of trust. Mm -hmm. And so I say that with a caveat, just because things maybe seem to be happening sometimes, but if you're putting your trust in God, you're putting your trust and that's where I was. It was like, yeah. Does it bring you closer together or does it drive you apart? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're right. going to have unfortunate events going to happen in a relationship, but that yeah. doesn't, you know, can you move through it? And we've moved through like you know, we've lost been to the nubs of our life financially, you know, and watched God's grace continue to pour in. Yeah. And because of that, and so that feels to me, it's kind of how I know it's a right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people feel like you just know, right? Like you'll just know. And, and I, I think there's definitely validity to that. And I've, I've known at multiple stages of my own development. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the piece around growing together opposed to growing apart and, and the truth, like the, the filter of truth. And I think yeah. a lot of people are afraid that if they continue on their growth path, then they're going to grow out of the relationship. And I think that might in of itself be a bit of a, a, a bit of a message Mm -hmm. Right. You know, what, what I'm getting at, too, and what it feels like for me with you two and many others is that you two have chosen to grow together mm -hmm. where there's a lot of people in relationships where one or both are growing individually. And yeah. obviously we do have our individuality, but yes. a lot of times it feels like a lot of people are not growing together, anchored together, mm -hmm. doing the work together. And I know for me when certain situations have arisen in relationships, triggers, shutting down, pushing away, all that kind of thing, which is extremely painful and feels actually really unnecessary, which is part of why it's so painful when one person is super willing to keep showing up, but then there's this push and pull dynamic, this runner chaser dynamic. Um, and yet both people are also doing their work you know, mm -hmm. but then, but so there's the individual doing the work, but then there's the relationship, that part of it. And I think that part is the part that's less, uh, a lot of people are great at doing their work, whatever that is, but a lot less of us are really in their mastery of doing the work together. That's so powerful, brother. You said it so beautifully. That's, and I think that's, if you look at it, like, you know, Mount Everest, it's kind of, the a relationship is kind of a, a it's the next base camp <laughs> you know uh -huh, it's uh -huh. like the next leg of the journey and you kind of have less and less people because it's like Khalil Gibran talks about love can be a threshing floor it will not leave you the way that you are it will not it will expose and root out every piece inside of you that is in opposition to love both giving and receiving it and surrendering. And I think we have a very narcissistic culture yes. around spirituality where we are in our spiritual bubble and we use it often as a realm of escape. Yes. And like, you know, when I, when things start to burn, I'm going to escape here over to my angels and my, you know, my own personal work rather than leaning in and digging in. And we've had to come over and over and over again. I mean, we say the prayer mat is like, the salvation of our relationship, like coming back to, to humble ourselves before the creator together and go, we don't understand this. We, I don't know how to solve it. We're an, obviously at an impasse, but God knows. 
you know, this is, we didn't bring ourselves together and we don't have the keys to the mystery part of love that wants to, you know, continue to unfold uniquely as this dynamic between us. And I think that's so by design is the ways that God operates are so much higher and bigger and wider and deeper than ours. And to keep coming to the table of love and just going, we're here, we're willing show us. And often something comes up, you know, that takes us to the next space that we don't even, we, we had, it was like something we didn't even expect. Yeah. I think you mentioned it, it. It We're not talking about, you know, normal relations. This is, if you know, like our work is really designed for people who are, they know they have a mission. They know they're here to do something in the world, yeah. you know, balancing the powers, balancing those masculine feminine powers within us or in relationship. And, and how do we do that? Uh, it's just mm-hmm. been the, the life work and doing it together. Like, it's just, you know, I, I've been DJing weddings for 30 years and I hear tons of weddings and I hear the greatest thing sometimes, but I've said over and over again, you don't want to find that person that you just want to live with. You want that person that you just can't live without. That just yeah. like yeah. this person just uh-huh. makes sense. Heather just makes sense in my life. I make sense uh-huh. of Heather's life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a joy to serve together. One of the first times I was DJing a big wedding in Napa with my band and she came in and we were in the green room and there was this young man who was a server and his name was Michael. Michael. <laughs> and he was just really having a hard time. And Heather and I were the first, we're sitting on this little couch with this guy and we just, we mutually loved him together. And we literally were like, Oh my God, that's what we <laughs> love to do together. We love oh. to love on individuals together to bring that healing grace and love and serve. And so ministry has always been on my heart. Mm-hmm. She comes from ministry. Her, her parents wrote a book called two friends in love you know, like just, they lived a ministry of marriage. And so we feel like we're carrying a baton, a torch of some kind. And it goes even beyond that. Like it's about, there's just something that you want to plow the field together and, and grab that and just, and, and come together. And, and that's our path. That's our purpose. That's what we feel. And, 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 and I feel like it's a microcosm of a macrocosm that mm-hmm. if we can do this in the home, you know, Ernest Holmes said one alone in consciousness constitutes the majority. Mm-hmm. One alone in consciousness, in pure divine consciousness constitutes the majority. As one goes, so goes the collective. So our work is like, we don't need to go out there and change a bunch of things. Yeah. We're like, we're doing our work here and then we go out into the world. Mm-hmm. But that's the joy. There's something, and it's not always easy because that's where yeah. the power struggles come in. Yeah. You know, I, I often joke, I'm not the beta guy. I'm not here just to carry Heather's guitar. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've had a, a, a platform, I've been on the stage, I'm a voice for change, for awakening. And so is she. And so we come into it. How do we blend and harmonize our voices, Mm -hmm. not compare, but come into, um, what's the word? Complimentary, complimentary, right? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. That I don't, you know, we talk like we do join together, but there's this idea that I love Andrew talks about it, that we don't inhabit each other's circle. Yeah. Like in the Vesica Pisces, here I am, uh here Heather is, and that Mandorla, that center point is where we meet. But I'm clear that where I'm, you know, and there's a trap. You want to get into the entanglement. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You come into this place where you're, okay, <laughs> how do I, you know, that I'm not fully swallowing her and she's not fully swallowing me, mm-hmm. you know? So that's that constant push and pull. It, it may come in conflict. It may come into, okay, there's some boundaries here. There's some ways, mm-hmm. you know, that I've had to share with Heather. This is, this is my love language, you know? Her love language is touch. She loves touch. I love touch too, but... 
my love language is words of affirmation. Like talk to me, communicate with me. Tell me what uh-huh. you think. Yeah. Be yeah. Intimate with me. Tell me your fears. Mm-hmm. Unpack your heart as Philip Phillips says, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so learning to communicate each other's, you know, th- there are needs. We have requirements in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I like the word requirements over the needs. Like we have certain places, you know, and I think a true loving partner will honor that and hear that without trying to go, okay, let me dance for you in a certain way. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm so grateful just for, and you know, I'm sure you feel the same, like everything that led up to now, all, all of these things, we only, we only know what we know now because we have failed at it. Right. <laughs> you know, and we have, we, for a long time, it was like, oh my gosh, we are in the fire every single day, you know, and it just felt like how much more can we burn? Um, and there was such beauty in that because you, when you're, when you're in resistance to God, just totally taking over, like you said, I turn my life over. I what I don't have the answers, but I know that if I surrender, that the answers will come and the answers will come for us. I it's, it's been so miraculous just to see that the more we surrender, the more joy, the, the easier it gets, you know, the circle isn't as enmeshed. It's like, we're kind of operating at, in our uniqueness, but also together in our glorious offerings that we have uniquely by ourselves and not threatened by the other and right. all of these things, but they're just, we wouldn't know any of it if we hadn't been mired in the muck of it and all of the mess of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. All of it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Really amazing. Um, so the last thing I want to touch on is kind of circling back with everything going on in the world and the, the, oh man, how do I say it? Just the, the fates that we're, we're facing right Mm -hmm. now, what's in front of us. How do you see sacred relationship and or the the healing of the the sexes as it were playing the central role for all that we need to we need to be able to heal in the world that's a deep question (laughs) so i think it's the you know, we, we're about to take a, an 11-week journey with Bernard and Laura. We may mention this already. Um, they've got a great platform called Veil of Reality. And, and, but they as a couple are doing the work together. And that's somebody that Heather and I look to and we go, okay. You know, I heard somebody in the Hawaiian path talk about the Kamu. The Kamu is right in front of you. Like there's just a mentor or somebody that's just above you. And there's somebody that you're mentoring that you're bringing in. That's just a good way. That's the way. Mm -hmm. And we feel like Bernard and Laura are two beings who are doing their work with as a couple, you know, not a mesh, but they're doing, they're offering the complementary parts and they're just doing great work. And so feeling like that's the, 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 the community of beings that are coming together is couples that are really doing this deep work Mm -hmm. because that's where we're going to get to see it. Like we understand and we've seen like people who actually can see through this interesting situation we're dealing with is actually people who are doing the deep work. Yeah. We're doing the deep yeah. dive and, and, and coming into balance and owning their darkness, not projecting it out them at them and all these others that are doing things, you know, and that when individuals and you see that in the relationship. So that's like, it just feels like it is 
there is an attack on relationship. Make no mistake, there's a war on relationship. And it's coming in different ways for all of us. Um, it's usually going to be somewhere in the wounding of sex, money, and power. And we as men have to come into transparency. We have to come into purity. We have to come into pure love for our others. And to the pure, all things are pure. And to that place of where is it in harmony? And we're not saying we're imposing our morals, our yes, guidelines upon yes, anybody, yes. but we're finding we come from a mess. I come from a mess yeah, yeah. of sexual addiction. And I believe and know, and we access that sacred sexual alchemy mm -hmm. that comes in, it, it, it creates a field around us that's magnetic, it's attractive, it's radiant. It's the radiant heart of love itself that magnetizes to us every good thing that we can imagine in our life. And that through that, but it's a holy container. It is the Holy Grail. It is the chalice. And it is that place where the Kundalini is, you know what I mean? It's, it's powerful mm -hmm. and potent, but it's sacred. And it, it, it requires guardianship. Mm -hmm. And there's too much leaking going on and mm -hmm. shadowy stuff mm -hmm. going on inside relationships. And so yeah. until we bring that into integral, authentic transparency, you know, that is the the crisis we're dealing with. And we had a dear brother, Peter Melchizedek. He told us years ago, be, be careful what you guys are saying. You want, you're here to do the work because in the belly of the beast yeah. is the sexual distortion. Yeah. Mm. Is the sexual trafficking is the sexual mm. trauma and the abuse of satanic, you know, it's dark, it's ugly. And it's going to be the weeping and gnashing of teeth on this planet when they understand what yeah. has been going on in secret. Mm. But not only about them, yes. the cabal, yes. it's what's been going yes, on in yes. secret in each of one of us. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's the gateway right there. Mm. You know, I told Heather when I first met her, I have had this issue. I'm not hiding. There was no hiding. Like, I, I wanted to come full. Like, I'm here. Help me. Because I believe in the power of love. And I believe in this energy. And I just got some bad habits that need to change. And some bad thinking. And some restructuring that needs to go on. And I'm willing to do the work. And I do the work inside myself. And just know that about me. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're going to come into this holy container and love, pure love and compassionate love has continued to work and to, to guide us and mold us into Learn something that we can only get a glimpse of imagination of what we're here to do. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. This right here, going through this gateway. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what I kept getting was the with the question that you asked, because this is, it's the crux, it's the belly of all of it. And it, it, it's, it's where life starts. It's where life flourishes from. It is creation, our creativity. It's our divine sovereign creatorship, but we are eternal beings. And I think one of the things that we, if we are really clear that our, our mission here is to fulfill what God wants for each one of our mm -hmm. lives mm -hmm. through this transition, that this life is, it's a wisp and our presence here is but a wisp. The form of our relationships, the form that, that we're talking in right now, this it, it's real and it's also, it's a form of who and what we really are. And our biggest, I think our biggest hurdle to help our brothers and sisters, you know, come into as we're all encouraging each other that, that we don't need to fear death in any form. We don't need to fear the death of any form, whether it's the death of a relationship, death of our bodies, that is our legacy to leave. 
because, and, and we can only do that by coming back into the pure innocence of the Christ child within each one of us. And that's what Yeshua was telling us. He said, I've, we, we, we crucify what we think this Maya is. We're no longer enslaved to it. They cannot touch us. And that's our peace. It's our power. It's our protection. It's our provision. <laughs> she knows it. I, I look at her. I'm like, I look in her eyes, and she's like, oh. she's, she's, "Yeah, she's on fire." She's yeah, my, she's my phoenix. I feel safe here. Um, we went to. He's called the uh, the angel of death, the death doula. His name is Stephen Jenkinson. If any of your listeners, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless that man. Yeah. We went to an evening of his where he did some poetry, and he said something that just broke me, broke us both into tears. He's like, "Here's a deal." death is promised to you yeah yeah either the relationship's gonna die or one of you gonna die before the other yep death is promised yeah so once you sit with that (laughs) so many like we were just with a young couple in totality festival 22 23 engaged for three months been together for three years Mm -hmm. and they're just like i don't know if it's my forever lover and i'm just trying to you know how do you know commitment and all this and you know and i hear him and it's that place where a lot of people are like i just don't know if it's forever i don't know if that's my Mm -hmm. forever lover Mm -hmm. like yeah and we go to that future well you're not promised tomorrow yeah it makes sense now does it make sense here and then that next let step and that next day that next month that next year that 10 years down the road you're 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 staying in that present Mm -hmm. moment love awareness Mm -hmm. because you promised death and but then when you realize it's not it's not even real so (laughs) let's love freely let's love yeah you know, like, let's just let it all out and, and love fearlessly. Mm. Love casts mm. out fear. Yes. Perfect love casts out yes. fear. If that's how you know, if there's fear in your system, it ain't right. Mm. Mm. Anything. Fear of being exposed, fear of loss, fear of not being seen, fear of being overshadowed, like a fear of anything. If it's, if love is, is a, the loudest, because you're going to have some fears. I'm not saying there won't be fears, but if, because, you're going to have, if love is calling you forward more, you can face your fears with great love. Yeah. That, and if you can do it together, that's the right one. Mm-hmm. And, and if there's a little mm-hmm. bit of willingness, you know, you're going to evolve, you're going to change, you're going to shift. This is, an, this is an infinite ride. This doesn't mm-hmm. end, mm-hmm. you know, and. Oh man, this is so good. This is so good. We're, you know, we're, we're no matter what our fate is. And I love the word that, that, that you chose because it is, we are really up against our human fate here in this conversation. And it's very real and it's not to be bypassed. I mean, I think our warriorship internally comes when we are looking at ourselves honestly and not fearing ourselves being exposed. I mean, I made so much of a mess earlier in my life. You know, I'm still dealing with it with my children and I I have two amazing grown children and we've, my son and I in particular, have been doing deep, deep work for the last few years. And he Mm. vacillates between he, I mean, he can see, he sees a lot, but his heart is still is wounded because he's in constant blame mode. And if any one of us stays in a place of blaming anybody outside of ourselves, mm. whether it's our parents, our circumstances, whatever it is, 
Mm. Our liberation comes when we fully accept that nothing has been by accident. Mm. And that we can be fully exposed for every part of the journey, embrace and love it all, do what it takes to make ourselves come into alignment with the grace of God. And then there's nothing left to fear. It's like, what can they take? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. can they take? You're giving, you're, you're, you're welcome. You're ushering me into the next journey, which is mm. glorious, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like what's coming up for us in the last couple of weeks as well as to present is that, um, how to have compassionate communication with the other. Yeah. Mm, good one, Yeah. You know, how do we create safety in our communication is a big part of our work. Um, when somebody and the other, whoever the other be, has a differing opinion, has a differing view, has a differing philosophy, has a differing political, like whatever that is, how do we come in? Because, you know, there's beloveds of our heart that are dealing you know, with the reality of being sick and, and the fear of sickness and, and all that. And, you know, Sri Abundo on a side note talks about the power of suggestion. You know, a lot of that's a whole nother conversation, but nonetheless, we have beloveds who are compassionately, you know, they're going through what they're going through. And so is our other, our other, like no matter whether it's right or wrong, you know, Heather may be dealing with the feeling and emotion of, and I, I have to do my best to not be reactive to, to respond to it. The Course in Miracles says everything is a call for love or an act of love. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if the other is calling for love unskillfully sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, what's our appropriate response mm-hmm. if we're in alignment is to love and to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. And so in these times where we can have this conversation, because love's going to win at the end of the day, and love's going to pull us through our, our, our separation. It's going to unite us. It has to, because that's just the way, you know, Ram Das talks about in marriage, it's when, when two beings become one, then operate as two, when we mm. can come into that unified point mm. um, in relationship, I think is where we're going to see it. But then that's going to output yeah. in our communities. My mom and dad, so the way that my awakening began uh, almost, it was a decade ago, was through the death of my parents 11 months apart from each other and they were my world. I mean, I was involved in their ministry and it it was, it was such a huge part of my life. And I think of, you know, the faith that we are, are looking at now that journey of my dad getting brain cancer. And then my mother having a rebound of, of leukemia and it taking her life never, ever expected it. But I see that, that, that they left such a rich heritage of what it looks like to walk all the way up together as beloveds to that point of helping each other transition on my mom, helping my dad as a family transitioning, that this is another birth. We're birthing into the new, we're birthing into the next, we're taking off the, the boundaries, the limitations, the flesh that, that we're, that is subject to this enslavement. And we let that go. And so I, you know, in our journey, that's been a, a great reminder for me that it's love, love walks us all the way up to the edge of what this reality is and where the next one begins, which we don't have, we have no idea what is prepared for us. Mm-hmm. There's a mantra that we love to sing. Um, it's known as the heart sutra. 
um, in Tibetan Buddhism, it's called Prajna Paramita, which means supreme wisdom. Mm-hmm. And you've probably heard it. It's Om Gate Gate Peragate Parasangate Bodhisoha, which literally translates going, going, going beyond the shores of the known. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I really just thank you for speaking to that because I feel like that's where we are ushering each other into this time of transition mm-hmm. into a new creation, a new birth. What that looks like, we have no idea, but we're letting go of the shore of the known. We're going, yeah, going yeah. beyond yeah. as humanity, as relationships. We're create. We're we're really not. We many of us know. All structures have to dissolve. Okay, well, there we are. We're in a chaotic node, but there's beautiful order in chaos. There's beautiful mm-hmm. orchestration. And can you sit in that new, beautiful, chaotic node that is so divinely orchestrated mm-hmm. that it's building a new, you know, as Barbara Marks Hubbard, the homo universalis, the new human, the new beings. Mm-hmm. And so we either evolve or die and we come into evolutionary love relationship or we perish. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's the fate. Like you either surrender to love or you surrender to fear. Yes. And yes. that's, that's, that yes. she's like the old books that I read as a kid, choose your own adventure. You're the chooser. Mm. You are a free will sovereign being that's choosing to either operate by the laws of, of fear and service to self, or you're operating on the law of one love and the service to other. Mm. You choose and you get to choose in every sense, you know, in these relationships. For mm. Sure. That's the perfect way to tie a bow and not on this conversation. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, there's not a whole lot I need to say. That was an amazing deep dive into the layers of sacred union, into love, into the present circumstances without going into the, the circumstances themselves, but just being present to the choice point of the faith that we're in right now. And, and really what, what the most effective strategy is, is to discover the love within ourself and practice that love with ourself and with our others. Um, that, that just is the simplicity of it. And, um, yeah, yeah, just really amazing conversation, appreciating both of you so much. Where can people, uh, get to know you more, find your work? Thanks. You can get us at thepowersoflove.com and or on Facebook or Instagram. But you know what? I feel like lately, a lot of just some of the social media stuff, I feel like we're kind of reframing our engagement with all of that. So going to our website is, I think, our, our, our best bet. We're wanting to engage like more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Connect connection <laughs> yeah there's a new you know there's a new network just birthing so yeah. we're you know but connect to us on facebook but do come to our community powerslove.com and um you know i mean at the end of the day what you said like ultimately a lot of what we help our clients with and help ourselves with it's, it's just you're coming back home to your own throne yes. you're coming to love yourself and love your god and and, and love the others mm. the threefold path of love and mm-hmm. um we're path partners to you listener if you're if you're you know we're here to support mm-hmm. whatever that is for you you know and um you know just as friends mm-hmm. so thank you brother thank you for your friendship your mm-hmm. brotherhood to both of us we feel yeah oh my you gosh, know we have a mutual you. love for you and you've watched us you've watched me go through this journey with heather and um 
Mm. We're, we're watching each other grow up. It's kind of fun. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have a long way to go. So I'm really excited about that. It feels like yeah. just the beginning. Totally. Yeah. Good. You know, the canoe, yes. I talk about the canoe and the, and the Hawaiians. Like, I just see you in the canoe. We're just canoeing this, these rapids together, man. Yeah. So blessings to you all in the community out there where you are. Yes, thank you for uh, being with us for this long. What a rich conversation. And just thank you for calling it in, brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, my supreme honor. And uh, thank you both. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.